Social Media Serenity, episode number 11. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. And today we're going to be taking some listener feedback that we've gotten from the community, and we're going to talk a lot more about Facebook, Twitter, and, well, maybe we'll talk about some other stuff. Seems like we're always talking about Twitter and Facebook, though, doesn't it? I know. I mean, are there really any other social media sites other than those two? Uh, I think there are, but it seems like you and I at least are focused on it, which I believe is the reason why, you know, there's a community focus on those two, because that's where I choose to interact with the community the most. So I'm wondering if, you know, is this a fishbowl effect? You know, I wonder if if there are other podcasting networks possibly out there that are really using friend feed a whole lot more. And like friend feed is like the thing they always talk about. Yeah, I mean, is there a friend feed this week in friend feed podcast out there somewhere? And if and if you know of it, send us the link. Well, I know that that Leo Laporte over at Twit uses friend feed a whole lot. So this week in Jaiku. There you go. Uh, basically, we're going to go ahead and just start things off with a little bit of audio feedback. Uh, and what I w- want to share, if this w- actually we only have one audio feedback, which is surprising for the Social Media Serenity podcast. But this one is this audio feedback's unique. It's not just a listener call talking about you know a, a social networking tool or service or with a question, but this is more of an example of something. And I, and I love the the message here. And it and the message is take this Twitter haters. All right, so that's that's going to be my message today. Okay. Have you ever tried using Twitter search before? I have. All right. Have you what what uses have you first of all for those who don't know this you can go to search.twitter.com or of course now it's built in and integrated into the sidebar. But I really encourage you to check out search.twitter.com sometime because there's some advanced searching, you know, features that you can pull up real quickly and easily. Uh but Eric, what are you using uh Twitter search for? Well, um, I think we've talked about it before, and I kind of threw in a little Gmail, or not a Gmail, a uh, Firefox uh, Google search thing so that when I search something in Google, the first five results I get are actually from search.twitter.com. So whatever I'm searching, I can see what's happening in regards to that on Twitter. Exactly. I remember you talking about that in a previous episode of SMS here. So, but do you do any kind of digging though, like specifically looking for content, you know, for any kind of marketing purposes or to, to research something just from Twitter results? Um, I do actually from where I work, I work at a university and I try to see, you know, who's saying what about us out there. And I try to start locally and then branch it out as I can. So I'll do hashtags and just you know, different names of different abbreviations or names and and things like that. Right. So let me ask you, have you now you're not responsible for bringing admissions into the school, right? Uh, For one particular program, I am actually. Okay. 
So have you ever considered doing a Twitter search and creating like an RSS feed for that Twitter search and having and being notified anytime somebody talks about uh, online schools or online education uh, or, or core, what do they call it? Distance learning. Yes. So are you actually that's that's one of the things I've had to do just because it makes it so much easier to have a jumping off point and then I find things branch off from there. Yes. And so now have you ever followed up with any of those people before? Um yeah, depending upon, you know, how what what the posts are, I I have found that I am able to maybe connect and maybe send an email or even a direct message depending upon I mean it's contextual completely so well direct messages is is a little bit more tricky because DMs require that they follow you and of course right. if you're just randomly fi- picking somebody up on Twitter it, it's very difficult to do that well I'd like to bring this up as as something to ponder for those who have not thought about using Twitter search in this way. Now, from there are possibly some people out there who have uh, either a, a business or a brand or something that you want to market. Maybe even maybe you're just a pod, maybe you're even a podcaster, or maybe you're a blogger about a niche topic, and you're looking to gain new listeners for your podca- podcast, or you're, you're looking to gain. Uh, new readers for your blog. So many of us today, or maybe you just want more followers on Twitter, right? And and you Twitter about certain topics, which you know would be interesting to some people. So we all probably have some sort of brand that we can market. I'd love to explain to you something that I do whenever I have free time, which th- so thankfully uh, in my business, I thank God every day that right now in my business, I don't have a lot of free time because I am very much uh, heavily booked with consulting calls and equipment sales. But back in the day, and, and probably there'll be many times in the future, where I'll have a lot of free time and no work coming in, that I'll need to go search out business. And one of the things that I do is I sell professional audio equipment for podcasters. And there are at least two items that I sell way above and beyond any other item. And the most popular item that I sell and and have roll out the door consistently is the Heil PR40 microphone. So one of the things that I will do from time to time is I'll go to search.twitter.com and I will type in the phrase Heil PR40. And by the way, did you see this blog entry yet? Yes. All right. So you've already read this and you know the story and where it's leading. Right. All right. And by the way, if you guys aren't subscribed to the blog, head over to gspn.tv slash blog and uh, you will have you'll be able to stay up to date with all the things that are going on here. Anyway, one day I noticed that somebody his just some random person on Twitter uh, had posted something within two days of me doing a search for high LPR 40. And it said this. It says. Just sold my Heil PR20 mic too. Now I need to save up the money for the lovely Heil PR40 mic and shock mount. And it said, won't be cheap, dot, dot, dot. So this guy named Lee Andrew on Twitter uh, put that tweet out. And it was two days before I did the search. And I'm like, okay, well, this is a guy who used to have a Heil. So he knows about the quality of the Heil. Uh, and so I'm pre-qualifying this as a lead for my business, right? 
And and he's already mentioned that he got rid of the Heil, but and he's waiting to save up the additional money for the Heil PR40 with shock mount, which means like, okay, so he not only wants the Heil mic, but he also wants that shock mount that goes with it, and he's concerned about price, so that means that even though two days ago he tweeted about this, he's probably still in the market for this thing, right? Yeah. So I know that anywhere you go online, I know what the minimum advertised price is, and I'm not even allowed to sell it below or advertise it for less than that price myself. So I know what prices he's seeing online. I know for a fact, though, that if I approach somebody individually, I can sell it at any price that I want, even at a loss. But so I know that I have a lower price than anything he's seen before. So what I did is I sent him an at reply. And this was back in April of this year. And I, I simply said, at Leandro, I have a great price on the Heil PR40. Email me at cliff at podcastanswerman.com if interested in the details. Basically, what ensued after that is he got the at reply because, of course, that showed up in his little at replies section or tab over on the right-hand side when he clicked on that. And, and it kind of put me in queue for him to make sure that he gets note what I said gets noticed because I put an at reply into his name. He reads my post and he emails me at podcast, you know, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Right. And so he starts to inquire about this and we have a conversation back and forth and it comes out that he's actually living in the UK. And so when he inquires about international shipping, it's like then all of a sudden all the money that I could have saved him when you consider inter- international shipping, it would have been more expensive. So ultimately, end of the day, failed attempt to sell a piece of equipment, correct? Well, yeah, you would think. Exactly. So here is a little bit from Lee Andrew to talk about what happened after that. So this is a, it, it's a little lengthy. I think it might be about three or four minutes long, but check this out. And, and for those of you who th- think, you know, why would you ever want to find and talk to people you don't know on Twitter? And this, my friends, is the reason why. Hey, I'm Lee Andrew, formerly from the UK, now from Germany. And I'm a GSPN.TV Plus member. Back in April of 2009, I had sent out a message on Twitter that I was saving up money to buy a Heil PR40 microphone. Shortly after, Cliff Ravenscraft contacted me with a reply that he could offer me a Heil mic for a great price. Since I was in England at that time, the shipping cost would have been too expensive and I decided that was the end of that. However, this could not have been further from the truth. I later decided to check out who Cliff was on his profile and found gspn.tv. It quickly became obvious to me that this was more than just a collection of awesomely produced shows in high quality. After listening to just a few episodes, I was immediately hooked and subscribed to more than 25 shows. The quality of the content and the quality of the sound amazed me beyond belief. I have since not only been accepted by the great GSPN community, but also participated greatly and became very involved with GSPN. I love the shows that Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft produce and can hardly wait each week for more. What also continues to amaze me is that GSPN has influenced my life greatly. Thanks to Cliff, I now keep myself fit and live a healthier life by going out walking and watching what I eat. It is unbelievable how much encouragement and support you can get from the community. The same goes for assistance and help you might need with a problem you have, no matter what that may be. There are not many places you can say, I feel really welcome and at home here. 
I am so grateful Cliff contacted me via Twitter that day. Otherwise, I would have missed out on this great community, great content, and a whole lot more. As always, thank you very much and take care. All right, so there you go. Eric, how about that story? You can't get much better pro- you know, praise than that. Well, it, it, it's not just the praise. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm excited about the encouraging feedback about the community and, and how, how much it's changed, you know, inspired him to live more healthy. And, and I'm really excited about that. But just the fact that that would have never happened without the use of Twitter. Right. And, and not only is that somebody who just left a voicemail, this is a guy who for every single day for the last three months, we've conversed via email or via the chat room over at gspn.tv slash watercooler, by the way. For those of you who haven't yet heard about that, go to gspn.tv slash watercooler. But anyway, Lee and I, I mean, he's, it, it's kind of like, you know, here, here, this is a guy back in April. I had no idea who he was. I'm sending an unsolicited spam-like message to his at reply tab hoping to make a sale and instead develop a wonderful friendship with somebody who in 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 virtual terms is like a coworker who who I'm sitting here at, at work sitting here throughout the day and and within a second's notice I could simply say hey Lee what are you working on and boom immediately he gets that and responds back in the water cooler which is what I call the chat room throughout the week so it's it's just amazing and and that's what I say is the power of Twitter and and, and it goes back to what happened in that conversation with uh, the roundtable discussion that we had a couple episodes back, uh, which was that I found that many people use Facebook to com- connect with people they already know. But Twitter is this really great pl- thing f- place for two things. One, instant communi- somewhat instant communication to get a more immediate response from people. And number two, it's a great place to meet and develop people that you don't know and develop some really cool relationships with them. Yeah, Facebook is like a large family reunion sort of. And Twitter is like a very large like mixer party where you don't know as many people and you talk about the stuff you're interested in, and you meet people based on that. Yes, ex- that's exactly it. So anyway, I, I just wanted to share that story and share that bit of audio feedback. I, I thought it was exciting. And along the lines of take that, Twitter haters, um, I would love to share with you just the beginning of, um, the, of an email. In fact, it's just the one paragraph with a couple words and a couple before and after. And I won't read the rest of the email, but this comes from my great friend Tess. And the, the whole term, take, you know, take that Twitter haters, actually came from her email. So I'm, I'm kind of carrying on the theme <laughs> that was inspired by her. So here's the beginning of an email that I just got from Tess. I believe it was yesterday. Number one, it says, I got the job, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, with two smiley faces. She says, I was actually approached directly because of my posts on Twitter about the software development hobby project I was working on. How cool is that? Twitter got me a job. I never thought I'd see the day when I'd win a job through social media. Amazing. Tell that to the Twitter haters. Yeah. So 
Is there value in Twitter? I believe so. Is it only for shameless self-promotion and narcissism? I think that there's a very narrow view of Twitter. I agree. And and honestly, those type of stories are going to be what we hear more and more about. And I think eventually it'll be more, well, maybe not ever the rule, at least not for a long, long time, but definitely not the exception. Exactly. And if you have one of those stories, we want to hear about you. In fact, I'm wondering how many people today are now married because they met on Twitter. That's I want to I cannot wait till we get the first one of those. And I'm certain that with as long as I plan on podcasting and talking about social and new media, I can guarantee you I'll eventually hear one of those stories. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be fun. And, and I believe it will happen. I believe it will happen. All right, Daniel Lewis, do you want to read what he had to say? Sure. Uh, Daniel Lewis, he wants to know, uh, which is from the GSPN TV forum. He said, is it possible to download my original high-resolution photos from Facebook? It seems the only photos they have are scaled down. Um, And there's a link to this discussion in the show notes. However, I went and I tried to find any kind of an explanation either via uh, Facebook itself officially or any other source. And the only thing I could find was this link to an article on a site called allfacebook.com, which is a site completely devoted to Facebook information, which is actually a great resource I've started checking now. They say that, no, Facebook stores its photos in a reduced resolution, and we only have access to that information directly through the window of Facebook. So if you want to have the original high-resolution copy of photos that are posted on Facebook, whether they're yours or somebody else's, uh, you're going to have to contact the original owner. Yes. And, Which, and, Daniel, you know, and Daniel in the chat room says, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Which means he's the original owner and probably does not have the original. Facebook, because you will then only have the low-res copy. You always want to make sure you've got your, your, your photos backed up high-res for you know, documentation and future use. Um, Facebook photo, you know, that whole feature is really more just about passing around photos. So it takes the place of passing around the photos you just had developed. uh, If you're at a family gathering or with friends or something and they look at them and they flip through them and say, oh, these look great. But it's not really for sharing. I mean, you'd find a better situation for that if you went to you know a Flickr or uh what are some of those other photo sharing sites yeah um smug mug and and, yeah. and all that other stuff but i i would say Flickr is the one that well of course there are some people rolling over you know it's like ah don't right i hate Flickr. but i have a, a Flickr pro account and when i email a photo to twitpic and all the other places uh i just carbon copy that to to Flickr as well and it goes up onto my thing, and it does store the high-res photo there. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're wanting to share, um, you could, I mean, you know, something that you could do, upload a bunch of your high-res ones to Flickr, include that Flickr link to that album or whatever on Flickr in the album meta tags or whatever on your Facebook version of that album. I gotcha. And then there you go. Daniel sit in the chat room and says he, he when he says crap, he says, not for me, but for my girlfriend and her photos she's been uploading of us. And I'm thinking, you know, depending on how strong your relationship is, you might be able to get with the original owner and see if she can email you a copy of a high res photo. 
Yes. <laughs> and I say that in jest because I know that he's thinking about calling in a uh, very funny positive feedback for gspn.tv and don't think that i don't watch the chat room while we're recording a podcast anyway anyway and he says laughing out loud all right tell me about facebook how many users do they have now 300 million wow yeah how many people are in the world um a couple billion yeah but this is you know this is a very high percentage i would say um what what about Facebook? Let's, do we or not Facebook, but MySpace? Do we know how much that was? I I, I know um, I'm really putting you on the spot, and I and you I had no idea that was coming up, but uh, I'm gonna learn to do my homework in the future, Cliff. But right now, I would say that. Uh, well, let's see. Right here, okay. Just to give you a context, not on MySpace, but on Twitter, it says here from this article that by the end of this year alone, there will only be about 18 million. Twitter users. Oh, so okay. put that in comparison to 300 million Facebook users. Right, right. And I'm cool with that. And does that mean anything to us who are fans of both services? I mean, Not does, necessarily. Do you interpret that data any certain way? Well, I think it goes right in line with what we said earlier, that Facebook is for people you know and interacting with them or people that know people you know. But Twitter is about interacting with strangers as well as those people so right and i and i think the reason why facebook is a place to go to find people uh you know is because well there's a obviously a much larger chance that if you're searching for somebody you're gonna find if you're gonna find them you're gonna find them on facebook a whole there's gonna be a much greater chance to find them there yeah plus facebook itself suggests people to you to friend based on who you know and who you know had you know who else you know and who you know your mutual friends and so on and so on so there's more of an algorithm there for you know all knowing the same people basically yeah alrighty so 300 million people and by the end of this year probably only 18 million on Twitter and you know what I'm cool with that because well to be honest with you they're kind of buckling under the pressure of 18 million right now <laughs> so yeah uh, let, let's just take it slow and steady of course facebook's been around a whole lot longer than uh twitter has yeah twitter i mean twitter's what 2000 late 2006 early 07 something mm-hmm. like that and facebook's been about five or six years i think i'd like to ask you this question how many news stations do you know that talk about facebook on a consistent basis you know what? I don't. All right. How? I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I see news, so, uh, you know, the 24-hour news feed shows. They say, here's what's coming in on Twitter. I hear that more often than Facebook. All right. And and when you, when you uh, let's see here, when you watch the Oprah show, which I don't, uh, how many how many episodes of Oprah have you heard where she just goes on and on with the CEO of, of Facebook and 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 makes a big deal out, out of her signing up to to f- start facebooking with people never never but we saw it with twitter though didn't we we did and i actually heard it via jimmy fallon's twitter exactly <laughs> and how many people cite facebook as the original source of a news story about a uh plane that crash lands into the hudson couldn't tell you 
See, the, these, and, and, and it's not, that, now, don't get me wrong. I love Facebook. I really do. Um, but I'm just saying is that I don't think that we should ever say, you know, oh, look, there's 300 million users on Facebook. And while Facebook can do Twitter-esque things, and of course, we obviously see that they're trying to, uh, let's not discount uh, Twitter just because they only have a measly 18 million people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like yeah. I still see a a lot of value in Twitter that I honestly I don't know that Facebook can duplicate. I I, I don't know that you can. I, I think that it's it's the way we use it, and I think it's the simplicity and the and and, and some of the things that drive me crazy about Twitter, such as I would I desperately want to see threaded comments underneath each of my tweets i want each of my individual tweets i mean it has its own url my my every tweet that i have has its own url by the way for those of you that did not know this go to your twitter home t- uh, timeline look at anybody's tweet and where it says you know three minutes ago 10 minutes ago click on that link that says three minutes ago and that will take you to twitter.com slash the username slash status slash a status update number. And and so it, why is it that we can't have a threaded conversation like they do in Facebook? But you know what? I think it's because Twitter is so basic and plain and simple and not bogged down with Farmville that, right. that it makes it so much more... Um, apt to the to the kind of things that we see coming out of out of twitter it's so simple and and really i i almost feel like you know when i go to when i say go to twitter.com slash gspn i really feel like i'm branding myself you know i I feel like that's one of my brands whereas if i say go to facebook.com slash cliff ravenscraft i really don't see that as quote-unquote branding I don't see that as promoting my own brand. I I'm, I feel like I'm I'm promoting Facebook when I send people to Facebook more than I feel like I'm promoting Twitter when I tell people to go to my Twitter profile. Yeah. Does that make sense at all? I, it, that, it's more like you're a user on a certain site. It's like it's like saying uh, visit my podcast at such and such dot blogspot dot com. Right. You're right. you're not fully shelling out to do the the full blown you know WordPress or whatever install. Yeah. Alrighty, and of course uh, there in the you know a lot of people are saying that's why I don't send people to Twitter.com/slash my username, but instead I use Pretty Link to do you know my URL. Uh, like for example, JonathanNation.com/slash Twitter. Uh, is one of the things that he had. And of course, I would do that too, but unfortunately, I've got to suss out some database issues because it says that I've already used that um, that slug before. And it's like, obviously, I did a post about Twitter and I gave it the Twitter slug Twitter. And even though, the and by the way, I know I'm using Geek Talk slugs. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the slug is like the, you know, the and it, it's beyond this one. That, that's not what this show is about. But anyway, um, it, it's holding that information in the database somewhere. So I've got to fix that one of these days. Anyway, 300 million users. So I think that's awesome. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I don't think Twitter's going anywhere, folks. I, I, I think it's here to stay. And I, I hope it does. I hope it does because you know what? I've seen major improvements in Facebook because of the pressure of Twitter on it. Oh yeah, 
And that's what I want to continue to see. And something I'm actually looking up real quick here is I want to see when it was that, uh, yep, July 24. I knew it wasn't that far back. July, late July of this year was when Facebook passed 250 million. Right. So they've jumped 50 million users in a matter of about two and a half, three months. Mm-hmm. So that's that's more... Well, and actually, looking back at the next story that it shows, it was only March, late March, that they were at the 200 million mark. So, exactly. In a matter, how how far is that? March, it's April, May, June, six July, months. August. Six months. They did. They added 100 million users. Yeah, that's crazy. And and you know crazy. what? And and you know what? Cliff's mom's on Facebook. And when did that yeah. happen? Last week. It's because it's it, it's it's all about critical mass. Yeah. It's all about critical mass. And so, I mean, I, I could literally see, and, and I'll even predict it right now, 500 million this time next year, a, a minimum. I could see that. 500 million, a minimum of 500 million. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was 700 million. I think it's only a matter of time. And then all of a sudden, we will all be Facebookers. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, people spend three times more on Facebook than Google. Tell us about the story. Okay. Well. Or did, I, it, just, or did I just <laughs> give you the story? <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. I mean. Okay. Well, you don't have to, you don't have to three, kind of take it yeah. beyond that. I, I didn't know if there was anything interesting that it pointed out as far as it, like interpreting what this means to the future or anything. No, I think, I mean, I think the thing here is that people are actually, if you go down through the list, uh, it goes Google, it, what it used to be at least. Um, it was Google, Yahoo, uh, MSN, Windows Live, Bing. They're putting those all three together. Um, and then Facebook and then YouTube. But you, Facebook has actually gone up to the top slot now. Actually, this is based on a month. In one month's time, it's showing how much time somebody's spending on that site per month. And on average, Facebook has five hours and 46 minutes, whereas Google only has an hour and 53 minutes. Right. So, but again, if you're on Google, you're really just searching and then you that, move on yeah, to where it's you're like going. How much, yeah, I hardly spend any time on Google. I mean, and but, nor, nor have I ever. Yeah. YouTube actually has only an hour and 17 minutes, which I think is probably lower. I think people probably spend more than an hour on YouTube in a month. Maybe. Who yeah, knows? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't really. The only thing I ever go to YouTube for is... If I heard, you know, if there's a viral video going around and I haven't seen it on some other original source, I'll do a quick search on YouTube and then I'm gone. But yeah. then again, I'm not hooked into that community and I know that many people are. And actually, I, I will say this and, le- and let me say that I, I say that in passing. But can I just tell you, I believe I am missing a huge marketing opportunity by not uh, continually putting out consistent content on a YouTube channel uh, for GSPN. I, I, I believe yeah. that. I am missing an opportunity. Even if it was just taking, you know, 10-minute video clips of us recording these live shows and putting them on YouTube, I, I, I can see that that would just increase the number of uh, everything that goes on 
with my network. And so that's something to be thinking about. And, and again, it's one of those things that, you know, if I'm getting to the point now where if I could hire somebody to come in and take 10 minutes of these recordings that I'm doing on Ustream and, and taking that and putting it on YouTube in my YouTube channel, that I, I guarantee it, it, it would just go crazy and we would just be adding listeners like mad and, and which would be awesome. And, and that's something I should be doing. In fact, I'm going to put a note in here that I need to start doing that. And that's, that's a great idea. B- by the way, folks, that that is exactly the, how these ideas come to me. I mean, it's just, just off the top of my head. And so I'm going to do YouTube. Let's see here. YouTube channel marketing with Ustream clips. There we go. Well, and and uh, what is it? Meta tagging those YouTube videos when you put them up um, will really help because YouTube is the second largest search engine behind Google. Wow. And uh, since YouTube is owned by Google, Google is going to definitely integrate the YouTube search meta tags into their, uh, oh, what's it called? Search engine, whatever, you know, the science of it, not the algorithm, the algorithms. those things. Yes. yes. So, um, so yeah, but I mean, you could increase your traffic by a lot just by doing YouTube stuff. Tell us about this next story. That, that it, it, is this really interesting? Do you think? I, I think it is. I think that instead of signing in with, uh, on Facebook, you can now log in with your username and, and you may not understand what that actually means, but when they did that big Facebook uh, URL um, grab a while ago where it was facebook.com slash, for example, I'm Eric J. Fisher, um, I can now just put in Eric J. Fisher instead of putting in whatever email it is that I'm using to, to sign in to the Facebook account. And I personally think that in some ways, yeah, people know what your username is, but they won't know your password, but it's less likely that they would know your username um, or even just for practicality's sake or easiness, uh, convenience factor. It's, uh, you know, you, you put in your username instead of your, your email address. People can guess at your email address or even see it somewhere. But, and I know they can go see your username. That's, I'm not saying that, you know, well, your user, not smart, your, username, your username is going to be in your profile. So when, you, right. when they go to you, it's going to say slash Cliff Ravenscraft. Yeah. Um, but I mean, ultimately, it just makes it easier to type if you if you don't stay logged in to your Facebook account like most people, a lot of people do. I, um, I, I use autofill a lot and I haven't remember passwords because I'm on a private PC all the time at home. And I, I would certainly on a secure under, network. Yeah. Yeah. On a secure network. So I would certainly see at work. I wouldn't want to be doing that. Right. Uh, and and stuff. But yeah, I, I, I guess I could see the value in, in taking instead of doing you know, cliff at ravenscraft.org, I would actually do just cliff ravenscraft. Although all I'm taking out is the at and the dot org. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by that point, your name's actually longer than almost than the email address. <laughs> no doubt. So anyway, but for those of you who were smart enough to take, you know, facebook.com slash, uh, you know, Eric123, you know, that right. obviously Eric123 would take save you some time. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. So by the way, is, is that, do you have to do anything or is that just automatic now? No, that I, that's you, automatic. So that's something you could just go and do right now. Either right. way you want to do it, it's already set up to go. 
Got it. All right. So Twitter's default avatar no longer ugly. All right. Have you noticed this as I, you've gone? I mean, I don't know if you've seen this, but if you remember, Twitter's default avatar was this ugly brown square with one smaller zero or O and then an under, underscore and then a larger zero or O. And it was just it was well, ugly. pretty much ugly. It was, and you see so many of them. It was horrible. Yeah. Well, now it's the silhouette of a bird on what I'm seeing is there's actually various versions of it. Um, so that's kind of nice. It actually just blends in to, you know, people who've made real avatars. Yeah. And, you know, for example, there's a there's a light blue one with a white silhouette. And then I think I've seen like a, an orange one with a white silhouette and green and yellow and different. So it, it just makes it overall a little bit less ugly. Yeah, I'm looking at the people who have recently, you know, I clicked on my followers and those are the people who recently started following you. And usually those are, you know, it, it doesn't reverse order. So the most recent person's usually at top. And, you know, for number one, can I just say I'm glad that Twitter is fighting these spammers that you usually get oh, yeah. in here. I, I'm seeing it more and more. Oh, I know. It's like, man, I, I started seeing all these, you know, racy things, you know. Uh, show up, and then all of a sudden, I'm noticing you know, it, it, it's gone. The next time I log in, I don't have to go in and block them all. Yeah, which for a while just, there, I was blocking them, but I've kind of let it go, and I see it take care of itself. Yeah, so, yeah, they're good, good for you, it. Twitter. Yes, thank you, Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking right now, and I see Drew Wilkin has a green one, and uh, Bradley Allen 24, which is Stephanie's brother, has a purple, and I do see the orange. And and I must say that they, that it is very pleasing to look at although have you heard any rumors that if for that something happened to people who have not tweeted in a long 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 time that they replaced their id with one of these defaults i've seen some people with that happen um i wasn't sure what it was i had not heard that but uh yeah i've seen some people who suddenly well even some people who had recently twittered you know sent out tweets that i follow i would see that in there and think what's going on there but then it would be fixed later so maybe it was just kind of a glitch here and there i don't know oh okay so you think it wasn't that they fixed it again but you think that perhaps you know twitter flipped the wrong switch or something yeah maybe that could be that could be I mean, that's like the one where we saw the the one lady who they thought was a spammer and they canceled her account yeah yeah. So well, I didn't notice the. I mean, I did notice the other day. Like, I, I was looking at my timeline, and it seemed like, like, I'd say three out of every ten people had one of those avatars. Right. And I've just refreshed like five times since we've been talking about this, and I can't find a single person in my in my on the front page of my Twitter that has one of those default avatars. So I I think it must have happened to quite a few people. Yeah. Well, and I've seen that even with myself back in the day where I'd switched between one or two different avatars a couple of times and I would have the ugly brown one there. Oh, that's because it's cached. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so then eventually it fixed itself and never changed anymore. So yeah, I have to believe it was an error on their part that eventually is working itself out. Very cool. All right. So, uh, MySpace is now a Twitter app. What does this yes. mean? Well, MySpace has now... Uh, integrated, much like Facebook had done, where you could uh, push your Facebook status updates to your tweets, 
they've now done that as well, where you can go to, well, actually, they, they've now got two-way Twitter sync. So you can actually tweet to your MySpace page and update on your MySpace page and have it go to your tweets. Now, that's cool. So, um, you know, MySpace, not a bad thing, but I've never had a MySpace page, and I don't intend to. Um, that's just just it's just me. I wasn't in that age group that when that was hot. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, you can you can go in there and you can set that up. Um, it's just about going in, going to my account, and then hitting the sync and you know setting up your Twitter authorization and allowing it to flow both ways. Very cool. So anybody out there that has a MySpace page and Twitter, you can now Twitter from it. All right, so project, what is this? To tweet? Uh, project retweet. This oh, is, sorry, I, I uh, wrote it wrong. That's all project right. retweet is the official Twitter uh, rolling out of their officially adopting retweets. Awesome. So, what this means, and yep. from what I'm seeing, they're going to be doing something along the lines of the threaded stuff like you're wanting, although it's not going to be, at least not yet, but this is a good sign towards moving towards it, threaded discussion. Um, this is going to show you underneath somebody having retweeted, it'll show you underneath the avatars of all the other people that have retweeted it as well. Oh, that um, is cool. So yeah, you, re- you, you tweet something out there and then as each new person retweets it, those avatars show up underneath um yeah, it's a, it's basically official support for retweeting. Wow. So it's it's definitely one of those things that we didn't necessarily think was going to happen, but I'm glad they're doing it. That's for sure. No, I I think that's great to be able to tra- trace down a, an original source and all that other right. stuff. That is that is really awesome. And uh, that is very cool. I, I'm I'm excited to hear about that. And of course, anything that gives you some kind of threaded anything is is awesome to me. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then of course we have one more story. And tell us about this trendsmap.com. Okay, I checked this out. If you go to trendsmap.com, there is one big map. I mean, it starts you off kind of where you're at um, on the map, and as you look at that map, it's kind of like if you took Google Earth and then put an overlying, like if you clicked in a box and said Twitter trends, you would then suddenly see where the Twitter trends based on the, uh, oh, what, like the uh, ranking of them, it'll be larger or smaller or more visible or less visible. And so, for example, we can kind of zoom in on like the area that you and I are in, because we're only about three hours away from each other at this point. Yeah. Um, and it'll let you zoom into, let's say, Kentucky and Indiana here, and you can kind of see that, uh, well, I'm looking up north, Gmail is a huge Twitter hashtag over Chicago at this moment, as well as Cincinnati. Right. And I think that has to do with Gmail is actually having some issues this morning. Yeah, right now the Gmail users have no access to their contacts list. Yeah. But this is a great way to see by location near you 
what is popular okay. or what is being talked about on Twitter. I think this has been the best graphical representation of that that I've seen so far. I'm looking at it now, and I like the layout, but it's, but it's not what I thought it would be. So it's not actually Twitter users real-time. Remember the Twitter map or whatever that yes. was called a long time ago? It's not like that. This is more like trends. Yes. Yeah, it's more the trends, the hashtags, well, things. Hence, hence the term trendsmap.com. Right. Okay. <laughs> Duckliff, where's your expectations coming from? Oh, goodness. <laughs> nice. But so, I can see that, you know, near me, they're talking about the Colts and uh, football and let's see what else. They're talking Somebody's about, talking about the Dolphins. Yeah. I'm. You know, here they're actually talking about the cuts. So a lot of people are are just not sure how to spell Colts, I guess. There you go. Yeah, it actually says see. cuts. Ooh, one of the trends over Cincinnati is Nintendo. That yeah. must be that people are talking about that they dropped the price of the Wii down to two hundred from two fifty. Yeah. See, isn't that cool? I, that's what I love. I love you just be able to re, you know, sit down and look at the trends and kind of get a feel for what's going on in 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 the tech world or in the news world and all this other stuff. Lots and lots of fun stuff, man. I'll tell you what. There's just so much. To cover and Eric, I think we covered a ton here today. We did, we covered a ton. I did. I, I looked at the list. And I'm like, man, are we going to be able to fit all that in? We did, but we did. We did it. And of course, we want to thank everybody who stayed tuned during the live show here. 27 people in the chat room right now, and just really want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have joined us live. If you have never joined us for a live show. And you're available any Thursday. I, I'm recording from 6 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock at night right now. And uh, we enjoy having you guys come and participate. There's amazing conversations that take place during the recording of the live shows. A lot of great interaction with other people in the community. If you've never joined us, come join us at gspn.tv live. You want to find out when your favorite show is being recorded? Head over to gspn.tv schedule. And that will give you a layout of when all the shows are coming up. Eric, give me some things that you want to plug for yourself. We need, we need to make sure you get a little airtime here. <laughs> what do you want to plug today? All right. Well, let's see. Uh, first of all, my Twitter is uh, Eric with a K, J Fisher. And uh, I also do another podcast. It's the WBR show. It's just a fun, humorous show, pop culture, movie reviews, things like that. Uh, it's over at WBRshow.com. And um, I'm on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric J. Fisher. Very cool. So there you go, folks. And of course, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm twitter.com slash GSPN. And of course, this podcast is going out to our plus members only. And we want to say thank you for being a plus member. You make this world go around. This podcast content would not be possible without you. And we thank you for that. And for those of you who are watching live and you're not a Plus member, you're wondering what it's all about, please do me one favor. Head over to gspn.tv slash plus. You'll have all your answers there. And if you don't, email me. And by the way, we want to hear your voice. In fact, we only had one audio feedback today. So we would love to hear from you, your questions, your comments, a story that you found, an application for social media that you love and you can't live without. Whatever the case may be, give us a call, area code 859-795-4067. That number again, 859-795-4067. 
Anyway, that's all we have for this episode. Eric, thank you once again. You're welcome. Thank you. And we will see you all next week. And I just realized I'm ending the show with the wrong music yet again. But that's okay. We're not going to start this thing over. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Forgive me, everybody, for the wrong theme music, but we'll be back next week, maybe with the right stuff. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. Oh, and tell somebody else about socialmediaserenity.com.